Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your alligator teeth. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews. I'm back for Blue Jays Fan Friday. Woo! Yay! It's back in its normal position after last week's double up. We're just going to single up this week, but going to bring you guys an extra episode on Saturday, um, possibly discussing the events of tonight's game against New York. And we're going to look at some interesting ideas for potential expansion for Major League Baseball in that episode. So look for that tomorrow and and be sure to check it out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to discuss some roster issues today for the Blue Jays later on and just where it kind of figures out. But the main focus of today's episode, and it's the only thing we can really talk about about last night's game against Boston that completed a sweep at the hands of the Red Sox, which I'm starting to get a little sick of. I mean, come on, Boston. You've already won 100 games. Throw, throw Toronto a bone or something. But no, we are going to discuss the turning point of last night's game that Eighth inning blunder with a runner on third. That eighth inning muff job. That eighth inning mistake. Lapse in judgment. Whatever you want to call it, it was terrible. And sadly for Blue Jays fans, it comes at the hands of Jan Harvis Solarte. And we're, a lot of fans had stuff to say about Jan Harvis Solarte last night. We're going to get to that in the second segment of today's shows. But I just wanted to kind of tee off a little bit. Just allow me to rant a little bit. So for people who didn't watch last night's game, which I'm I'm sure there were some of you who were watching Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco and just that elite quarterback contest that was Baltimore Cincinnati last night. Or or maybe you found more entertaining baseball games, in which case, well done. But no, last night in that game, that a game that Toronto was still a part of, which I I think is all you could have asked out of Sam Gavilio last night. Just keep Toronto in the game. He did mediocre at that. He only lasted three and a third innings. But the bullpen did its work. Jose Fernandez and Tim Meza combined for two and two-thirds perfect innings. They looked good. Mark Leiter was all right until he gave up the home run. Like, he struck out J.D. Martinez... Xander Bogarts and Blake Swihart and then gives up the home run to Raphael Devers. Because, of course, you, you can't have nice things. But no, we need to talk about what happened with Danny Barnes on the mound. And it, it was a rough inning to begin with, first of all, because... Well, for this this wasn't the first error that Solarte made in the game. People thinking about the potential double play ball where Solarte only got the tag out on the play as opposed to 
getting a double play and you know that that's one of the things where you're just like all right maybe maybe he just couldn't really do anything on that that's fine but i mean it it's still a bit disappointing to see that and not be able to turn to in that instance so that that was you know a little bit of a tick off as it was for solarte but you know okay whatever move on that play in the eighth inning of a of a tie game with one out and you it, it's a perfect microcosm i think of the blue jay season and keegan matheson confirmed that on twitter at keegan matheson which is the, a beautiful photo of the ball falling past Jan hervis salarte as as he just lackadaisically moves over to it. It was not deep. It was not a deep pop-up off the bat of Blake Swihart. But it was just mind-boggling to see that. And and like it it you can't blame him for putting himself in that position. The Blue Jays' lack of ability to throw up base runners didn't help. Xander Bogarts shouldn't have been on third without a throw. Like, Danny Jansen should have taken a shot. I know he, he was fresh in the game, but you still take a shot at him. Like, you can't just give up third base like that. But no. It was something that, that in any other instance, an infield fly pop up. Any other instance, like, Devin Travis catches that ball. Lourdes Gurriel catches that ball. Homer Bush catches that ball. Everyone catches that ball. But Yanherva Solarte just lazes over, just casually sticks his glove out like, like he's begging for change, and muffs it right off his glove. And you had, like, three other Blue Jays around him. Gurriel came over from short. You had the outfielders coming in. Solarte's like, yeah, yeah. Sticks his hand out and drops it. And for many, including myself, we were already like running Ian Harvest Solarte out of town. Like like the good feelings from the start of the season in April when he was a three hundred hitter and had a power stroke. Those are those are dead and gone. The they are non existent anymore. I I feel for Ian Harvest Solarte's children. It was a great story. But is this the kind of example you want to set for those kids? And and going out there and just just playing like you don't care? Like you do not give enough of a damn about your job? And yeah, I'm using damn. That's This is how angry this is making me. Because this is an absolute joke to put him out there. And I know, I know exactly why. The Blue Jays are doing it because they are sick of Yanhervis Solarte as well. They are sick of watching him lope up the first baseline on a ground ball. They are sick of watching him mope on the bench because Alemis Diaz is playing and, and Lourdes Gurriel is playing. They are sick of watching him fan after pitch after pitch, just trying to rediscover a power stroke that hasn't been there since July. They are sick of watching him give 33% effort. And that is absolutely not a thing you can have on this team. Watching a guy just go out there and not give a damn. Especially in front of the young players coming up. You you think that's a good environment for 
for Vlad Guerrero to come up and see this guy just like, eh, you don't have to do anything. No! 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 I'm I'm trying very hard to keep this a clean episode because that's how angry I am. And Yanherva Salarte for just going out there and just just reacting like meh to everything. I I don't care that the Blue Jays are 30 games back of the Red Sox. I don't care that the season is done and you've given up on it since July. I don't care. Go out there and do your job. Not not for you, but for the teammates around there who had to stand there and watch you mess that up. For the for the pitcher on the mound who has to look back and take another loss. And Danny Barnes didn't deserve that loss. Danny Barnes actually pitched well last night. Gave up the double to Bogarts, that's fine. But Swihart should have been out. Devers should have struck out. That should have been the inning. Jays should have had a chance. Shouldn't have had to face Craig Kimbrell like that. Knowing they they had to take a shot at him. Just absolutely ridiculous. And, like, again, we've already confirmed that Yanhara Salarte is not going to be on this team, whether he's traded or not. And we'll we'll talk about this later on, about the 40-man issue that the Blue Jays find themselves in. But Yanhara Salarte is not doing himself any favors. $5 million was thought to be a bargain for him at the beginning of the season. I don't think he gets that anymore. I think he'd be lucky to get that on the open market because he's been an absolute joke lately. And I I can't I can't watch it anymore. I can't take it anymore. He's he's supposed to be better than this. He's like a 290 hitter in September for his career. And and a, a supposedly 240 hitter the rest of the time. Since June, he's been a joke. He's he batted like one. It was, it was like 150? No, it wasn't that bad. No, he, he wouldn't go that low. You know, Solarte would not be that terrible. But no. Oh no, he would! 151! <laughs> I, I gave him the slightest bit of credit, and he took the littlest amount possible that he could take by batting 151 instead of 150 in July. Abs- absolute garbage. I, I do not want to see him on his team anymore. I, I joked last night that after the alligator chomp that he that he had in April and May, he should be fed to the bloody gators. And a lot of you concur. And we're going to get to that right after this break. Okay. All right, I've calmed down. Said what I wanted to say about Yanhervis Solarte. Kept it very clean, which I'm proud of myself for. But, again, this is Fan Friday. This isn't just for me to go out and just rip on Yanhervis Solarte. This is an opportunity for everyone to go out and rip on Yanhervis Solarte. So, so why don't we do that? Because, again, a lot of you you had some ideas. And we're going to start with friend of the show, Karen Souter, at Karen Souter1, um, who also figured out that, you know, Solarte was playing to try and trade him in the offseason. But... At, at this point, there's not a lot they can get for him. And Karen agrees. If they get anything for him at all, just get this lackadaisical play off this team, she will be happy. And I agree. He cannot be here anymore. Just just not possible to have him on this team. Rocket at Rocketman61 agrees, especially at this time of year. Not worth effort to care. And, and I said that in the opening rant. 
you you have young players coming up on this team who are here to learn good habits, to experience an MLB clubhouse, and to try and get a foundation set for the the latter part of their careers. Yanhervis Solarte is not helping that by going out there and and playing like a slug. Just just moving along, not caring. It's less an alligator, more a sloth. DT at DT416 said it didn't matter, really. Everyone seems convinced that he's punched his ticket out of town, though. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's there's no way he's coming back. Again, we're going to talk about the financial implica- implications of that in the third segment. But no, he's, he's not seeing it. Brenda Martin at Twihard59. Didn't see much effort by Solarte there. Didn't see much effort from him since April. Again, just not... Not good. There. Liz at Biggles14. The ice flow is ready for a few. Which I'm, I'm guessing refers to the the old tradition of uh, Inuit peoples putting their elderly on ice flows. And sending them off to to see. Which that, that may be... I don't know. I, I said feed them to the gators. So I guess harsh isn't an option. To not be here, so yeah, send them off to Miami. And I know I use Miami as my go-to depositing ground for for players, but yeah, just bad. Um, Cardaladi da at C Train underscore NL, our Newfie contingent checking in. Solarte brought so much interest and personality at the beginning. It seemed to go away midway. That could have been injury or just your standard old give up. And the injury angle is interesting because he did have that DL stint in August. That took him out for about a month. But it, it was happening well before that. Like we said, mid like midway in that game, midway in that season, he, he just couldn't, he couldn't do anything anymore. He, he was swinging at everything. He lost his power stroke. He hasn't hit a home run against an MLB team since July 3rd when he took the Mets deep. And I know he has a home run against the Orioles since then, but I said MLB teams, not AAA teams. So just he's completely lost a plot of what he's able to do. And Matt Hall at Hollomaniac07 also noticed that his hustle was lost when the season started tanking. But perhaps the dog days of summer are taking up his energy and effort. Again, still not an excuse. And this is a guy who supposedly turns it on later in the season. Again, heading into this year, he had like a 290 batting average in the month of September. This year, he's, he's not even got that. Yeah, it's limited action, but he's still batting just 273. He's on pace for the lowest batting average of his career, batting 234. It's a full 15 points lower, actually 20 points lower than last year's average with San Diego. And maybe this is what the Padres knew when they when they went to trade him. It's It's just not there anymore for him and he's falling off a table already and you don't want to say that about a guy especially one again who's a single parent with three daughters trying to look after his family but this is not the kind of example you should be setting for those kids um 
Will C at S Will C goes cross sport asking if Jan Hervis Solarte knows Jake Gardner, which that's that's a NHL preseason starting soon. That's for you Maple Leafs fans who know about Jake Gardner and his his questionable efforts. <laughs> I I think Solarte will not be dealt with in the same way with Jake Gardner because they can afford to get rid of Solarte. Um. Don Colasante at Big Cal 1964 says he thinks Solarte is a well-rounded player who can hit and play infield. So if the Blue Jays do trade him, thinks they'll get something good in return. Everyone has a brain fart once in a while. And Karen doing double duty, just like admitting that, yeah, nobody's perfect, but he's he's just playing lazily. Not even trying to run out ground balls, muffing these pop-ups. And just again that that's the main thing here it's it's one thing to try and not be good gift and gope tried wasn't good couldn't hit but at least you you didn't question gift and gope wasn't trying out there you know harry salarte has a try problem and you can't have that especially on, on again on a young team and a team that supposedly has a player's manager and john gibbons like if you can't play for him who can you play for that, that's what I think. And I'm going to close this segment with Carrie at Carrie underscore A23, who, who does it pretty well. Um, all game, she's trying to think of a way, a kind way, to say that he seems to be going through the motions. Didn't come up with one, so now they've said it. Getting the first out of what should have been a double play was great, but finishing it and pretty much everything else... Misplaying that pop-up was all kinds of ugly. And going through the motions is exactly it. Like, I, I think everyone's pretty much hit on the problem with Jan Harvest Solarte. Is that, is that he has given up. And he is just playing like a shell. And there is no place for that on this Blue Jays team. Especially when they got a guy like Brandon Drury in the J-Hap trade. Who is essentially Jan Harvest Solarte. Except he can play outfield too. So he's a bit better. And yeah, we're going to talk about what the Blue Jays can do with Jan Hervis Solarte right after this break. All right. So again, thank you to everyone contributing their thoughts for that segment. Greatly appreciated you guys. I, I, I couldn't agree with more of you. I, I literally couldn't. I got everyone in there. I'm very happy about that. But no. So now we're going to talk about what the Blue Jays can do with Jan Hervis Solarte. And as Karen Souter alluded to in that second segment, it looked like the Blue Jays were putting him out there solely to showcase him for an offseason trade. Now, looking at his contract option, and uh, Shai Davidi at Sportsnet uh, put it together. Uh, today in an article just uh, on the 40-man roster crunch that the Blue Jays are facing, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that tomorrow as well, just unless something happens in the Yankees game tonight that becomes incredibly interesting. But Salarte, like I said, when he came in, it was supposed to be a shrewd move by Mark Shapiro. Oh, yeah, Harvey Salarte, he's a, he's a utility infielder with power, and he's cheap too. It's a $5 million, $5.5 million option next year. 
And that becomes a big question for the Blue Jays because, I mean, they have two options. They're they're going to use theirs on Justin Smoke. $8 million for a first baseman who switch hits and can get 30 home runs and plays stellar defense. That is worthwhile. Justin Smoke is sticking around. Yanervis Salarte at $5.5 million becomes a question. And if you look at what he's provided for this club, there there is an calculation that we often use on this podcast about valuing war, uh, the wins above replacement of a player. And for example, if your if your war is valued at nine million dollars per win, Justin Smoke is a great bargain. He has provided two point five war this season, so eight million for two point five war is great. And Justin Smoke will get that player option exercise next year. And he's earned it. He's earned the escalators with it. Justin Smoke is great. And Herbert Solarte at $5.5 million, he would have to put up about 0.5 war to make it feasible for the Blue Jays to exercise that option. And he has not. He has been worth negative 0.5 war, which means he owes the Blue Jays $5 million. And again, it, it sucks that he's that he's kind of hit this drop off this quick. You you can kind of explain away like he took a long time to get up to the big leagues. And yeah, he had two good years with the Padres, but even San Diego saw he was starting to go downhill already. But no, just he's been he's been a waste on offense, he's been a waste on defense, and it results in a negative war. So if you're the Blue Jays and you're putting him out there to, to try and boost his status and try and get anything in return, a Jared Karkov, anything, you have to wonder, are you going to get that? And heading into last night's game, you you could make the argument that, as Don Colasante did, that, yeah, Solarte still has value. I'm not sure he does anymore. And I think the better option for the Blue Jays, instead of taking the risk of exercising his club option and trying to trade him, is instead paying the $750,000 buyout and just cutting him loose. You you don't need Solarte. And, and I know that's the option that the Blue Jays front office is going to take because they did it on a larger scale with Josh Donaldson. They didn't want to risk him sticking around when they're in a roster crunch, when they know he's not going to be a part of the future, and they're just going to, and they just let him loose. They let him go to Cleveland. They got an, they got an asset for him, and that was it. I don't think you can get an asset for Yan Salarte anymore, and I think that's why he's going to be bought out in the offseason. And and again, it's a necessary move to start freeing up some space for the Blue Jays. Uh, they can use that 5.5 million to pay a starting pitcher to a veteran starting pitcher to come in and help that rotation. Hopefully not the level that Jaime Garcia helped that rotation this year, but I digress. But no, that's going to be the path that the Blue Jays take. It's Solarte can lollygag on the bench for the rest of the year for all I care. His value is gone. It's going to be bought out and that will be the end of his Blue Jays tenure. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I I've made my peace. And I let you all make your piece as well, and I'm glad you did. Thank you all so much for sending in those responses today and helping me just excoriate Ian Harris Solarte. So thank you to Karen and Dom and Carrie and Will and Matt and Cardi and Brenda, Liz, 
DT, Rocket, all of you. Thank you all so much for helping me in make my case to get Yen Harvest Solarte out of town. And just a reminder, if you're not following us on Twitter at LockedOnJays, um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Just make sure you have your method of making sure you get this Blue Jays content directly into your device, into your ears every day, because that's what we want to do here on this program. And if you want to get involved on Fan Fridays in the future, I know the season's coming to an end, but, you know, it's still going to do stuff in the off season. So if you want to do that, follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18 to get on in on this like everyone else did. Again, thank you all so much for your contributions to today's episode. We're going to come back tomorrow with a special edition and hopefully some better topics because, you know, I don't like getting angry this time of day. So we'll hopefully do something more fun tomorrow. So for everyone here at Locked On Blue Jays and the Locked On Podcast Network, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care.